All right, how's it going, good people? This is Kyle Means, editorial director of WeAreRegalRadio.com. Back in the house once once again, taken to the house like a big punt return for touchdowns. And this is the All 32 podcast where we take a league-wide look at all 32 teams. Although, uh, you know, in the NFL, but, uh, you know, that's going to change a little bit uh, as we approach the playoffs here. I'll get into that in a minute. But as always with me, Ryan Whitby is the one and only Ryan Bukovetsky, our NFL expert for WeAreRegalRadio.com and our Bears writer. And, um, yeah, just uh, we're getting into it, the real – depths of things now like we said with the season and uh you know especially with the bears you know being as uh befuddled as they are and being essentially out the game now when it comes to the playoffs you know with this podcast you know we we're gonna you know start to focus exclusively more on the playoff teams as as they are the ones that are still alive and that are still uh you know battling for those spots to come in the uh, postseason. And, uh, you know, we still have the Bears Necessities podcast, so we'll talk about the Bears and, and that one and everything and the ongoing things that are going on in Hollis Hall practices week to week and how they're planning for these upcoming games that they got to play. But, you know, you're going to hear a lot less about them in the All-32 as well as, say, the other teams like them who are no longer really uh, competing for the playoffs. But uh, like I said, the ones that are competing for the playoffs, you know, we are, you know, going to give you uh, some more power rankings coming up next week as well as, you know, some more in-depth looks at the games week to week that are going to help decide, really decide the, the spots, the wild card spots and, you know, even the divisional spots that are still up in the air. But, uh, you know, for right now, you know, we got Ryan on the line. Ryan, how you doing, big man? Uh, not too bad, Kyle. Getting uh, excited because uh, playoff fever is starting to catch on. We're starting to see who the uh, contenders and pretenders are. And certainly uh, it's a sad tone in Chicago because of the Bears, uh, proving to be complete pretenders. But, these are going to be uh, interesting playoff races, I think, coming down to the wire, and a lot of uh, drama should unfold week to week now that has significant impact. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And, and we look at the last game that was played uh, last night's Monday night game, and there was a chance for some real intrigue to pop out of that game, you know, especially if the Chargers had beat the Chiefs there. But eventually the Chiefs uh, overcame in that game in Mexico City, and they uh, you know, able to win 24-17. Not, you know, again, we got, you know, some, some flashes of the offensive stuff that the Chiefs, you know, are known for, but really, in all, not a, a, a sh- not a real showcase game for that offense in regards to the stats and everything that they could usually put up. You know, they scored enough to win over a game Chargers team, but, you know, it wasn't a big blowout or anything. You know, it was, it was, I said, it came down to the wire, uh, the interception on 
the uh, last play, the interception on uh, Rivers in the end zone. But uh, as we start off, let's let's look at that AFC West. Like I said, again, it's real competitive, you know, especially with the Chiefs sort of coming back to earth. But they got a much-needed win there uh, to, to improve their record to 7-4, and four, especially given that the Raiders won again this week, uh, taking down the Bengals 17-10. to 10. And they improved their record to six and four. And also in the division, you had the uh, the Broncos taking on the Vikings, a real close game there in um, in Minnesota. And Broncos really jumped out to a big lead in that one, you know, outscoring, uh, I believe, scoring the first 20 points in that game. Had a 20-0 lead at halftime. So uh, Minnesota scored the final 20 points in the fourth quarter to take that one. So that would have been a real tough loss for the Vikings, especially given how uh, competitive the NFC uh, is overall in this playoff race. But uh, you know, we'll get into that when we talk about the NFC. But, you know, as of now, looking at the AFC West, and uh, like I said, uh to Kansas City still in the lead, but Oakland is right there on their heels. So, you know, what do you think about uh, what's going on out there right now, Ryan? Yeah, a lot of drama. And uh, certainly when they play each other again, that's going to be a, a lot of implications, it looks like, because I think the Raiders aren't really going to fade away too much. They're going to benefit from an easier schedule. And you're seeing them, uh, I think, take advantage of that schedule because they didn't, I would say, outright play and destroy that Bengals squad. But you have Derek Carr, who's a really solid quarterback. And you know, looking ahead, they have the Jets coming up and then the Chiefs after that. And then you got the Titans, Jaguars, Chargers, Broncos. All those games are really winnable. So they're not going to struggle for wins, I think, down the road. It's just can they win the big games and can they just not lose some of these must wins if they're going to put the, the Chiefs out of, I guess, the AFC West and put themselves in front. But uh, for the Chiefs, I think that they are still trying to kind of come together as a group and get that group. There's such a rhythm, uh, system, and scheme, and, and a bunch of guys have just been in and out of the lineup, like Patrick Mahomes, like Tariq Hill. So for them, I think it's about, it's really just about getting uh, together, getting in that groove getting in sync and you know, the star power is really going to shine through, but they have a really tough road because they're going to have uh, the Patriots and Raiders the next two weeks. And if they, you know, drop those, they at least have Broncos bears chargers to land on, but uh, that would give Oakland probably control of the division potentially. And if that were the case, they would have to come from behind, but either way, both the Raiders and chiefs are looking prime for a playoff push no matter what, whether it's through the division win or through a wild card first. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And looking at the standings, uh, the the pitch, playoff picture, as it's reading on NFL.com, you know the Chiefs are because they're you know they're set the seven and four. They're looking at a a wild card, you know, hosting possibly a wild card game in the first in the first round. Whereas the Raiders are just they're at the top of that in the hunt list, so uh, right now they're they're like seventh in the 
in the uh, in the AFC, where the Chiefs are the third seed currently in the AFC. So yeah, definitely, uh, they both got a lot to say about what's going to go on go on in the AFC, and it's you know probably likely that that's how it'll play out, where it's only one team coming from that division, even though you got you you may have those two teams who are worthy of being in the in the postseason. Yeah, it's possible. Uh, right now, it looks like the Bills are one of those for sure wild card teams. But when we talk about the AFCs and their schedule, things I think could change really quickly for them. And then you look across the scope of the entire AFC, uh, you know, the North probably is only going to have one team, two teams max, uh, is now with the Browns, even though they have an easier schedule without Miles Garrett. They're in trouble, and the Steelers losing that game was was big time. So looking throughout uh, the AFC South, there's a bunch of teams in the hunt and right there. I think Oakland and Kansas City are in really good position looking at the rest of their schedule and based on how they played and the talent that they have. But uh, certainly I, I think these last two weeks are going to be big, or the last two weeks of the season, I should say, are going to be big for this AFC because there's going to be a lot of divisional games that are going to decide I think the winner, the wild card teams. Yeah, let's look at the North as we go to our next division, the AFC North. Uh, another, like you say, a likely a one playoff bid team, uh, bid division, I should say. And, uh, you know, the, they started the weekend, you know, very notably with the Brown Steelers game, the, the incredible scene at the end of that game with Miles. Garrett and uh and Rudolph, the quarterback, going into it, and uh you know that uh, what it looks like, you know that this and they're in the process of trying to peel that Garrett is, but he you know very likely is going to be taken out of the mix for the rest of the season for the for the Browns, a team that was looking like it was making some momentum gains, and may you know still have a chance to get in through the back door. But it looks like that's going to be almost impossible for them going forward, especially losing a player of his caliber. But as of now, they're still the 10th seed uh, with a 4-6 record. And that Steelers team, there's an eighth seed with a 5-5 five and five record. But you look at that division, really right now is, is being uh, dominated by the Ravens. Those, that's the team that's really – setting the pe- the standard and the pace in that division. And, uh, of course, they came out and had a big, big win this weekend, 41-7 in that, that game that a lot of people were looking to looking forward to seeing, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson paired up with Deshaun Watson and the Texans. But uh, the Texans really had nothing for Baltimore in that game. And it wound up just, like I said, being a blowout in another uh, another no proof positive you can say that the Ravens are ready to com- compete and uh, put themselves in a position where the, the AFC may possibly even go through both have to go through Baltimore uh, to get to the Super Bowl. So, you know, that was a big win there. And of course the other game in the North was that uh, Bengals lost to the Raiders that we already mentioned, but um, yeah, looking at the North, you know, uh, the Ravens, of course, they're they're obviously a playoff team. They're going to be one of the first teams to likely uh, clinch a playoff spot in the coming weeks. 
but you know the Browns are still is still in the mix, still fighting literally and physically and figuratively. So, uh, Ryan, what's your thoughts on the North? Yeah, uh, let's start with the Ravens. They're in really good shape, eight and two. They just trailed New England by a game for the top overall seed. They have the tie break after their big time win a few weeks ago. So. They're in a, a great spot to be the number one overall seed in the AFC, but they're going to have some tough teams uh, that they're going to play coming up this week with the Rams. Then they got the 49ers, the Bills. Then they wrap it up kind of easily, if you will, the Jets, Browns, and Steelers. And those two divisional games are going to be big. You know that both of those teams, regardless of the record, are going to play the Ravens really tough. And those are solid NFL teams, even though, I think I'm, uh, or we are in total agreement that I would expect just one team to come out of the North. I thought the Steelers had a shot if they were able to win that game Thursday. But after that loss, and we'll see what happens in the rematch in a couple weeks. And by the way, Kyle, I've got to give you props. I've heard a lot of commentary on the Miles Garrett thing, and I don't think I've heard incredible use. And it's very appropriate because it was an incredible scene. Yeah. <laughs> and all the others that have been used to describe it. But the biggest thing moving forward for Cleveland from that is they lost their best player, their most dominant player, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And if that defense comes down, that offense is just not playing well enough that they're going to be able to support their team. Very familiar to, to what the Bears are going through, but uh, looking at that AFC North, it's really can the Ravens, win enough games to win that number one overall seed because we know that that's always been New England's thing, just kind of be in that position of right around that number one overall seed going into December and then you kick it into overdrive. Uh, who knows if that's even going to happen with the Patriots, but for the Ravens, they look about as good as anybody right now. And going in there to play in the AFC, that's going to be really tough. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Going back to the to the Steelers, like you said, how big a loss that was on Thursday. You know they they put themselves squarely behind the Raiders and the Colts, who are six and four teams, and you know the Colts are the owners of that of the fourth seed. In uh, you know because they lead their division, uh, you know they lead their division. The, oh, the Texans as well, six and four. Said you no, know, so that's three teams right there with that same record that they could have at least had the tie with the record wise, but now they're a full game behind those teams. And uh, like I said, the Texans hold the six seed right now uh, with the six to four record. So the, you know, they, they just would, if they would have handled business, they'd have been in a lot better position to, you know, they might even be in that six seed. I'm not sure what the tiebreaker would be. They'd also be. have to leapfrog the Raiders too. I'm not sure what the, uh, if they had a tiebreak, I don't know if they played each other. Oh yeah, yeah, but they—I mean, they'd have been much, like I said, much better position if they had won that game. But uh, now they got to hope for some losses. I think in front of them, uh, in particular, uh, with the with you know with those AFC South teams, and that's that that could be very likely the case. And we're gonna we're gonna look at the AFC South right now. Uh, uh, one last uh, quick thing on the Steelers. The one problem I have, I think, with the Steelers, and especially after losing that game, and like you said, you're going to have to start leapfrogging teams, that team really struggles to put points up on the board. If they are yeah. really dependent on that defense. And I just don't know if that defense is shut down enough. It's a good defense, maybe a pretty good one, 
but I don't know if it's one of the best. Uh, they were definitely on a hot streak, but I think that that's going to kind of come around a little bit. And I think that, that loss is going to be one of those where it's like, man, if they won that one, won this one, they would have been in. But I think they're going to fall a little bit short. Yeah, you could. It's probably very well that they may have. They may have just got through playing their best football, you know, of the season. Uh, so you know, at this point, so you know, we'll we'll see how we'll but see. Your uh, team uh, down the road, if you're a team like Baltimore, thinking you're just going to waltz right into the playoffs, you don't want to play that team week seventeen, regardless. Sure, sure, sure. And uh, but yeah, like I said, uh. You know, that's the North pretty much right now. And uh, definitely in regards to the playoffs, you know, um, as we look at, as we look at the, the, we look at the, like I say, you look at the Steelers, they're looking up at some teams, they're looking up at the Raiders, they're looking up at also the Colts and the Texas, two, six, and four teams who are atop the South. And, uh, you know, let's go to the South right now. Um, like I said, the Colts are the fourth seed right now. They they could host. They stand to host a uh, playoff game if if things uh, ended this you know this week. Uh, they have that advantage over the Texans in their season series. So the Texans are the sixth seed, even though they have the same record. And the Texans took that loss this week. They could have been. They could be a seven and three team, and with a lot more going for them if they had beat uh Baltimore this week, but they didn't even compete, you know, let alone beat Baltimore. And that was just a real tough loss for them. And when you look at the Colts too, they just they've been struggling as well. And uh this week they had uh the no they actually came back this week and did better with a 33-13 win over Jacksonville. But uh no they had that loss last week to the Dolphins would set them back. So these are two teams that could be in much better positions than they are right now. But, no, they're still in the hunt and they're still winning teams. And I think the Colts in particular, you know, did a lot to bounce back this week. They uh, very much relied on their run game this week, which was good to see. You know, Brissett didn't give them much. But uh, they had two running backs with 100 yards, Jonathan Williams and Marlon Mack. And uh, Mac came out with a uh, injury to his hand, his right hand, I believe. But it, uh, reports are coming through that that may not be a serious injury, and that he should be back on the field soon. But uh, like I say that looking at that result, uh, you no, know, the Colts put themselves at the top of the division with that win there, division win over the Jaguars, Texas with the loss, and. Um, Tennessee, I believe, was off this week. So that was uh no, that's it for the South there. But what do you think about Ryan, those two teams? It looks like, you know, Tennessee is is still in the hunt looking at the playoffs. They're right with the Steelers at five and five. So they're ahead of a team like the Browns, we've already talked about. But um you know, probably it, it will see like this. It's more about the Texans and the Colts right now, and and how they're going to fall. Do you, what do you think the odds are that both of those teams could still wind up in the wild card weekend? Well, I think it depends on who the wild card team is and who the division winner is. Because looking at the standings, 
polls have one or two problems when it's talking about the wild card because they're five and four in the conference, which isn't very good. The tiebreak after head-to-head is conference your conference record, essentially. And the Texans are 5-2. and two. So you would think that if these teams ended up with the same record, let's say, uh, they're going to play each other this Thursday. So it's a huge game in deciding advantage, at least, or control of the division while the other team is going to have to fight its way back. Let's say the Texans were to lose that game. They'd still have a better conference record. Uh, than a lot of teams in the uh, AFC wildcard fighting for it. So if they have to go up against some of those teams, they would get the tiebreaker at least at this point, and they have a pretty manageable schedule moving forward. They do have a tough game against New England, but uh, they at least would be in a better position. For the Colts, if they lost that game, they'd be 5-5 five and five in the wild card. And that would be uh, needing some help and getting some other teams to lose. And if you're in that position, that's going to be a lot tougher. And uh, looking earlier in the year. The uh, Texans earlier this season, 30 to 23, they got that victory. So if the uh, Colts are able to win this Thursday, they'd have the outright tie break over the Texans if they came to a head-to-head tie, and that would mean that they most likely win the division unless a team like the Titans or the Jaguars go on a run. And, you know, the Jags are probably out of it, but they have a, a decent schedule to potentially run off some victories, but I think it's a little, it's too little, too late kind of thing. As for Tennessee, I don't know what to make of Tennessee. They just smell like 500, so I don't think that's going to be good enough. They seem to just kind of surprise you with wins and losses all the time. So coming down to probably these two teams, this Thursday game decides a lot for the AFC South, and it puts uh, somebody in a really good position to win the division and control their destiny. Yeah, that's going to be a big game Thursday night. Definitely one uh, don't want to – on a, a void on the dial there. So I'm definitely going to be checking that out. But, uh, and, you know, you, you just laid it out there, everything that's at stake, both in the, in the near future and the, uh, you know, down the line when it comes to, uh, to the, to the tiebreakers and everything. So yeah, it, it really, uh, I'm sure both of those teams are going to be really hyped up for that game. But, and, and looking at the other game in the South, you know, you, like you said, the uh, uh, Jaguars and Titans going against each other, so they're keeping it all in house this weekend. And uh, you know, the Titans, they see, like you say, you, you say they, you never know what they're going to do. It seems to me like they alternate wins and losses. You know, so they they sort of keep it even when it comes to those. You know, not literally when it comes to those wins and losses, and they sort of. You know, when they, they, they alternate one good performance with a bad performance. So looking before this bye this week, they had that win over uh, the Chiefs. So I wouldn't be surprised if they came out and laid an egg this week with the Jaguars. So, you know, that could I, that could very well happen if you, if you follow that team and see how they go about things. And if Jacksonville were to lose that game, they've got to be done at that point. So yeah. they've got to come out with a must win. They're probably done at this point, but I guess if enough stuff happens, they can get back in. But when you're four and seven going into week 12, uh, that's probably game over. 
Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Yeah, so that's the that's the south there, and uh, let's hop on over to the east. And uh, we talked a little bit already about the Bills, and uh, they picked up their seventh win of the of the year this week against uh, you know the Dolphins, overcoming them thirty seven twenty. So you no know, pretty big scoring uh, uh, effort there for Buffalo. And um, you look at the other big competitor in the East, those uh, those Patriots. They had a uh, another down performance offensively. You could say scoring only seventeen, but it's still edging out the Eagles by a touchdown in Philadelphia. And that came down to that that one last play there where Aguilar, you know, had a chance. It wasn't. It would have been a great catch if he made it, but uh, you know, still the ball just bounced off his hands and uh, fell down in the end zone without uh, uh, that game going to overtime. But uh, yeah, there was uh, some intrigue there for for the Patriots. They they seem to be a team that still can't you know uh, can't quite outplay some of its opponents, and they already have the loss to Baltimore, so there's a good chance that they may have another down game that, that, uh, you know, affects them in the standings and Baltimore may end up getting that one seed. But as of now, you know, the, it, it still belongs to new England and that may be key because as you know, an older team, a team that offensively isn't as, as, uh, you know, dynamic as is, as it's been, as we've used to, we've been used to it being, you know, they may very well need that home field advantage. But as of now, they're still number one seed. And uh, that Bills team, like you said, they're probably the most secure wildcard team right now, given their overall record. But uh, but the wild thing is that they could very, they could very well be a, a role team in the playoffs in the wildcard round. Uh, as of now, they are the fifth seed, which means that they would go – they would visit the Colts uh, as the fourth seed because the Colts would be a division winner. So uh, you know, it's you know that's how it goes in the NFL, and uh, it'll be interesting to see, interesting to see how those seeds play out. But uh, the Bills may you know want to try to r- remove as much doubt as they can because I think you know me and you talking over the season, we both talked about doubts that we've had at over time with the Bills. They're not. A, they're not a consistently uh, offensive team, and you know their defense is, you know, more they they're more about performing well on defense, containing teams, and getting some key turnovers and stuff, and stuff like that. But uh, you know, if they can put if they can put up some more thirty-seven point games, that'll uh, mean a lot for them, especially. Uh, in, the, in these, as as it really gets to be winter now, and uh, some teams have to face them up in that snowy uh, Buffalo area. Yeah, you know, I'm kind of halting the brakes a little bit on the fields because they're about to enter their stretch of show me time. Because they welcome in the Broncos this week, then they go to Dallas, they host Baltimore, go to Pittsburgh, go to New England and wrap up the season hosting the Jets. So that stretch of 
Dallas, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, New England is going to show us a lot about the Bills and Definitely. where they stand. And Definitely. most of those games are AFC games. And if they were to have a horrible stretch, let's say they went one and three and their only win was against the Cowboys, all those AFC losses would really, really hurt them when it comes to tie breaks in the wild card. So they very well might get into the playoffs, but go in as a six seed instead of a five seed because of a bad stretch, potentially. They are going to, uh, uh, they're definitely going to show us who they are in this late uh, November, early December stretch, or majority of December, I should say. And even that last game against the Jets at home, you know, that's a must-win game. That's a game where Sam Darnold going up against Josh Allen, and he's been able to put up some numbers and some scoring. If this Bills team is really for real, that, that's a game that they'll easily win. But how many times have we seen the Bills fall so close, get there so many times, but can't make a big victory or take the big uh, win and get into the playoffs or even just make it through a Super Bowl run? So a lot to be seen from this Bills team, and we're going to find out a lot soon. And as for New England... They, uh, they're in a good position, obviously, being the number one overall seed in the AFC. But for them, I think the big thing is just getting a bye week. If they have to go on the road to a Baltimore, I think that they feel okay, especially after last year going to Kansas City. But the big thing is, can we secure that bye week so we don't have to use that third, uh, play that third playoff game, and we'd have that extra week off to get everybody ready, and especially a guy like Tom Brady, if he has anything nagging or any kind of injury. Let's get him as healed up as possible for these next hopeful three games. Yeah, and that would that would be like if, if they were if the AFC was playing out like the NFC, they'd have a lot more reason to worry about that. But I I think they you know unless they have a big meltdown, they should be able they should be able to keep themselves in one of those top two spots. So uh, you know that's like I, I agree with you. That's definitely a, a should be a prerogative of theirs to, uh, you know, get that off week, you know, and be able to rest and scout their upcoming opponent and, you know, have that advantage that they have normally have in that second week in Foxborough. And then, you know, yeah, I I guess, you know, if there's one team that's seen it all, it's definitely the Patriots. So when you get, by the time you get to the AFC Championship game, no matter where it's played, you know, they can have some sort of confidence going into it. But again, I would if they gotta go to Baltimore, that's gonna be a tough that's gonna be a tough draw for them. Yeah, and uh you know, the biggest thing in this AFC playoffs is definitely not going to New England. So anybody that's playing the AFC or playing that New England team has to go out there with the mindset we're doing this for the AFC because when you have to go to New England for playoff games, that's when uh, the road really becomes tough because they really just don't lose there in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's usually it's usually like that Saturday night game too on CBS. So it's like you got all the lights on you, and most of those most of those teams aren't up for it. You know, when you when you have that sort of uh, playoffs showcase there, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, but one more thing, I'm looking at the Bills in this week coming up with the Broncos. The Broncos have about four losses, you know, that have been a combined, like, 
they've been like a combined 12 points. So they're a 3-17. They've lost a lot like the Bears lost under uh, Fox, you know, where he had all these losses within the touchdown and stuff. So that could be, you know, even though they're in Buffalo this week, that's one that you want to watch out for. If you're, if you're, if you're a betting person, you're a spread person, that's another one you want to look out for. And the Bills, you know, when you talk about that tough stretch they got ahead, they want to, they should want to come out this week and make a statement as well. Yeah. And I think with that Denver team, they've blown four fourth quarter leads on top of it too. So they really just can't close out games. And if they were to lose this game against them being the Bills, if they lose this game against the Broncos before that gauntlet, that's what, that's when you start falling down suddenly, almost like a quicksand trap, and you're staring at people inside the playoffs while you're suddenly outside the playoff picture. Yeah, I would. If they lose this week, then I'm, I'm, as of now, I'm feeling decent about them. But if they lose this week, that's, yeah, that's definitely a, a worrisome situation. But uh, yeah, this is the this is the All Thirty Two podcast. Kyle Mean, Ryan Bukovsky giving you the breakdown of all 32 teams going down game to game, division to division. But we're doing a lot more talk on the playoff hunt starting this week because that's what we're getting to. We're, we're almost there, you know, uh, especially with the turkey week coming up in, uh, you know, December right behind that. So it's, this is the time to, to see everybody separate the real, the real from the fake. And, uh, you know, a lot of fun football. You know, we're going to have to here in Chicago live vicariously through some other folks. But uh, that's, uh, you know, that's how it is, you know. But uh, as we look at the some of the vicarious people we may have to live through, uh, probably some teams in the NFC, maybe of a, of a certain, certain uh you know, maybe up up there, up on that list as far as teams you may want to look at. Uh, as we look at the NFC this week, the past week, uh, you know, let's let me see. Let's start. Uh, I'm going to start in the South actually, because I looked at some of these scores. Because uh, the Saints, Saints were Saints. That may be a team I want to live vicariously through. You know, they had a tough loss. Last week against uh, Atlanta, Atlanta just came through and wrecked them. But uh, Saints came back this week and had a 34-17 win over the Bucks. Uh, pretty methodical. Uh, Breeze had uh, three touchdowns, only 228 yards. Uh, but they did what they did what they wanted to in this game. Pretty much forced uh, you know the Buccaneers' offense still. A lot of yards they put up, especially through the air, but four turnovers for Jameis Winston, another one of those games that really uh, shakes the foundation under him. And, you know, I would guess has some people, has more people looking at him to get out the door there, down there in Tampa. But, uh, you know, that's the, that's the situation that they're in right now, the Bucks, And they say Saints 8-2. and two. And you look at the playoff race, there's they're firmly in it. They look to be a division winner. Uh, but 
they may be square in that wild card round as of now. We'll talk more about who's leading the NFC uh, in a moment. But uh, as we stick to the South, you have uh, also the uh, the Falcons and the Panthers. Again, they they kept it in house too with their games this week. Uh, all the division played each other. Falcons pick up another big win, twenty nine to three over those Panthers, and it's it's looking pretty dim for the Panthers. I would think after those two uh, two straight weeks, two straight losses, uh, they lost last week to the Packers, you know, expectedly, I guess, but that was a game that they could have really done a lot for themselves as a as a playoff contender. They won that one this week, just. Uh, you know, really disappointing. And again, when it, when you look at the Falcons, you know, it, again, it's, it's another one of those games where it's like, you know, where is where's this team been all year? You know, they could be definitely a playoff contender if they would have had some sort of a fight about themselves earlier in the season. They got the talent and everything, but they just didn't play work a damn the first two months of the year. And this past two weeks, they've had two of their best performances. But uh, they're they're only three and seven, so really not worth talking about the playoff context. But uh, yeah, the, it, as it as it looks like the South is going to be only one you know, one playoff berth coming out of the South because Carolina has has really just crapped the bid in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it's over for everybody else. It's just the Saints and how high they can go up right now. They sit uh, at a comfortable second seed with the Packers. Uh, actually, the Packers are in front of that. I'm sorry. Yeah, the Saints are in front of so they could host in the one card. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, a lot to be determined there because obviously the Packers have a slight edge five and one in the conference compared to the Saints at six and two. And this week, uh, the Packers and the 49ers play. So that's going to decide a ton with the early uh, postseason picture, but Packers will probably win a lot of the rest of their games. So if they don't lose this Sunday night, they uh, would be the overall top seed in the uh, NFC, which would be uh, huge for them. They would have a chance to control their destiny and, with that loss, I don't know what the tiebreak situation is exactly after the uh, conference play, but if the Saints stick with the same conference record uh, and don't lose, they would have the advantage and move to the second seed. So it's just about for the Saints winning, controlling uh, your destiny by being the best team you can. Uh, they still have a shot at the number one seed, which is something that they prefer the most because they want everyone to come to their dome and play especially on a route to the Super Bowl. But even if they don't get there, they have a really solid defense and a solid offense, great coaching, a quarterback that can at least put his offense in a position to win each uh, week he goes out there. So they're in fine shape. The Panthers, there are two and five conference records sitting five and five. They're going to need so much help that it's not even really realistic to expect them to fight for anything. And we know at three and seven for the Falcons and Buccaneers that they are way too late to the party. Yeah, Panthers ninth seed right now, uh, just tied with the Eagles, uh, but the Eagles have the advantage there, so they got the eighth seed. And um, yeah, let's let's look at the look at the NFC East and the and those Eagles. 
Um, East looks like there'll be a one a one team uh, division two. So you're looking at you know that division winner and that division winner division leader right now is the Cowboys at six and four. They're the fourth seed uh, this week. You had the Eagles take the loss to the Patriots, uh, and the Cowboys, you know, uh, took down the Lions 35-27 in Detroit. Uh, Prescott, maybe his most impressive game this year, 444 yards, three touchdowns, no turnovers. Uh, you know, they he was he was up to the, you know, he was he was up to the challenge of matching the. Was it Driscoll, uh, who you know didn't turn over the ball but didn't do much with uh, he 209 yards in the air with him and two touchdowns. But uh, you know the Cowboys were the the Lions are a team that know how to put some points on the board. The Cowboys did that and more in beating them, and you know they like I say just uh, doing what they should have done this week, whereas the Eagles couldn't face up to the, the more significant challenge that they had. You know, looking at that division, and basically that's what it comes down to with those two teams as far as the playoffs. Uh, the other teams, uh, we've, uh, Washington took, was it Washington had the, uh, they played the Jets. Jets, yeah, so nothing, nothing there. I'm looking at the team. Yeah, 34-17, they lost to the Jets. And Giants lost their game. It's lost, yeah, Giants lost as well. So, yeah, really nothing to talk about with those teams, same old. But, um, you know, look, like, you know, what's your thoughts on, on, on those top two teams? You know, they're still both – This, like I said, basically it's going to come down to them uh, – they're head to head. They're head to head games. I, I think they haven't played each other at all this year. Have they? Are they still have the two? They actually still have two games. No, two they games. Uh, they have played each other this year. I believe Dallas won that one. Yeah, thirty-seven to ten. Okay, Thursday. Okay, so Dallas has the advantage there, but no. So against another strike against the Eagles. Uh, but but the uh, uh, the positive for the Eagles though is definitely their schedule because their schedule sets up really nicely after this week they play the Seahawks which is a huge game obviously if they want to make any type of ground at a wild card berth they're going to need a ton of help from Minnesota and Seattle but uh, they can at least maybe make up some ground if they get a victory this week but the big thing is just keeping pace with the Cowboys because after that you've got the Dolphins, the Giants, Washington, then the big game, Cowboys, Eagles, second to last game of the season. That might decide the division. And then after that, the Giants again for the Eagles. So they could conceivably win, you know, every single game the rest of the year except for that Seahawks. And that would put them at a uh, five and one clip and that would put them at 10 and six. That might be enough with how much uh, Dallas has to go through because they have themselves a lot of quality opponents still with the Patriots, the Bills, the Rams, and then obviously the Eagles. Their only kind of easy games are the Bears and Washington, so definitely two very winnable games for them. But the Bears game is on the road, and at least Washington's at home. 
the Rams are also at home, but then the others are all on the road. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be tough for Dallas. They've got the much more difficult schedule, and they have that slight uh, one game lead over those Eagles. And uh, I expect that that last game of the year is going to hold a ton of significance for both teams. But overall, this division, I would be surprised if they uh, produce two playoff teams. It looks like they're just going to produce a division winner. Yeah, yeah. That's a stark difference too in those uh those final those final uh, scheduled games. You look at the Cowboys and the Eagles. So the yeah, definitely a a nice stretch for the Eagles to walk down even if they lose this week with uh with Seattle. But uh you know, you know I think that's definitely when you look at the how the league puts things together. They want to have a game like the Eagles and Cowboys need something late in December. So, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if that's how it ends up. But uh, when you look at the West State, it's, it'll likely be a home game in the wild card round because the Cowboys are sitting in the fourth seed right now. And they, you know, they would host the Seahawks if the, city, if the season ended this uh, this week. So, uh, you know, yeah, it looks like that uh, NFC East winner is kind of pegged for that number four seed. Right. And that's about as as good as they can hope for. And they're going to have to be a road team and win out in rounds two and three if they're going to have a shot at a a Super Bowl. Yeah. But just to get that one game, that's, you know, you figure that's more than what they kind of deserve for the most part because they're going to be like, They'll probably have the yeah. The wild card the, team might have a better record than uh, than the NFC East going into that matchup. Very much so. Very much so. And when you look at the NFC North, which was which we'll head into now. Uh, we know we're going to start looking towards that big matchup that uh, you alluded to Sunday Sunday night. The Niners and the Packers, the leaders of the last two divisions, we have to look at here that. The north and the west, but uh, starting with the north, you know the Packers and uh, Packers and the Minnesota Vikings are pretty solid, pretty solid bets for the playoffs right now. Uh, there's still a chance, maybe that the you know, you know, there's still a chance maybe that you know one of those teams may fall. If they have a probably have a, Minnesota, if anything, Minnesota more likely, but it's, it's, it's even with them, it had to be a significant fall, you know, given the way that they play. They're the sixth seed, uh, but they're an eight and three team, so they'll be a dangerous sixth seed if if they stayed in that spot. Uh, you know, they like I say they put off the win with the Broncos this week, uh, come from behind, big win there, and uh. Rest of the division, you know, the Bears took the loss. As we know, it was the Rams. Uh, Detroit, you know, fell to the Cowboys, as you said, and Packers were off. So they, you know, they, like I said, they had, they get, to, they get to rest. They come up with this big game this week, Sunday, with the 49ers sitting in the number two spot in the, in the NFC with an eight and two record. And uh, you know, let's just looking at looking at this. Looking at the North Division right quick. Like I said, Bears and Bears and Detroit are out of it. They're non-factors right now. Uh, and going forward, uh, 
how big a win do you think that Vikings win was? It was it wasn't it wasn't the NFC team they were playing, but you know you put them at a seven and put them at a seven and four. They're on that would put them only that would have put them only a half a game ahead of the Rams, who are the seventh seed looking the one uh, you know looking out. But you know, as, as I think just it just as a competitive on a competitive level that would have made them look a lot weaker than they would have wanted to if they didn't pull out that win. No, that's a huge game, huge game that they needed because they play Seattle in two weeks. And I believe that's a Monday night game. So that's going to be, imagine them being seven and four going into that game, losing that one potentially because it's in Seattle. That's going to be a tough one for Minnesota. Yeah. They would be at seven yeah. and five very easily. Eagles, couple victories, suddenly they're uh, in a wild card spot and the, the Vikings are on the outside looking in, but they've got a nice uh, stretch of games with Lions and Chargers after Seattle. Then they play that big game against the Packers, and that could be that's another Monday night game. I believe it's actually the last Monday night game of the season. So that could very well potentially decide the uh, NFC North and who wins that division, and then they follow up with the Bears at the end of the year. So they've got uh, a lot of winnable games. They can definitely get to 11 wins. That's well within their reach. And, uh, you know, if they get to 11 wins, that's going to put an end to that uh, wild card discussion. And then I I feel like Seattle is poised to get to 11 wins themselves. And there's just not anybody else in the NFC that's going to be able to catch those two teams if that happens. Yeah, that's those are two real strong uh, wild card teams there. Maybe if, if they continue, uh, you know, towards 11 wins or more, probably is a strong of a of a wild card pair you could think of in recent memory. But, uh, and it, you uh, look at the, the Packers, so they play the 49ers. Let's say they lose that game. That would be uh, three losses on the year, but then they have the Giants, Washington, the Bears. Then that's that game against the Vikings, and they followed up with the Lions. So they could very easily win another four games themselves, and they're already at eight wins, so that would put them at 12. And if they – lose to the 49ers and Vikings, they'll be at 12 and 14. They might even get up to 14 or 13 wins, which would be obviously significant. And they're probably poised right now with how solid the defense is and how good Aaron Rodgers is. You would think that they're going to definitely get a first round bye, but they're probably going to go down to the wire for the uh, number one seed in the NFC. Yeah, But I guess yeah. it all depends on this Sunday night game too. Yeah, that's the the stakes just very much high for this Sunday night game, and uh, you know, you, like I said, the Packers will be coming off a bye. Uh, we look at the West as we complete our recaps from Week Eleven. You know, the, uh, the Niners were in action this week. They had a pretty challenging game with the Cardinals in the in the division, thirty six to twenty six win there. Uh, you know, 40, 49ers, I believe, had to come back in this one a bit there. Uh, and uh, they scored 19, yeah, scored 19 in the fourth, outscoring uh, the Cardinals towards the end of that game to uh, to secure that one. So, you know, they talk about potential losses, that would have been a huge one for them. Uh, Garoppolo, 
uh, with a big game, 424-yard uh, passing, uh, 34 completions with four touchdowns, had a couple interceptions as well. But uh, more more of an aerial attack than we normally see from them. Uh, definitely, uh, you know, Debo Samuel had a big game at 134 yards receiving. But, uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, the Niners, I guess, showing that they can win in different ways. It's not always about the defense and the ground attack with them. They can they can air it out if needed. And that may be something they need to do against Green Bay this week. But uh, also looking at the rest of the division, the Rams, of course, they got the win that they needed against the Bears. Uh, definitely would have been a setback for them if they would have lost to the Bears this week. It you know, would allow the Bears essentially to be in the – a better playoff position than the Rams would have been if they lost. But as it, as it were, because of the 17-7 win L.A. got, they're 6-4 in the seventh seed. They're, you know, like I say, just on the outside looking in. But uh, it's, it's, gonna, it's, it's still going to be a challenge to keep up, as we said, with those, those outright wildcard teams, both of whom have eight wins already, the Vikings and the Seahawks. And just looking at the rest of the West, Seahawks. Well, uh, Seahawks were off this week, and Gary mentioned Cardinals and Card- 49ers. Cardinals and 49ers. So that was that's it for the West there, and uh, it just, I guess, looking, like I said, looking at. The division of Niners, like they pulled off the win that they needed. Rams pulled off a win that they needed, and um, it, it sets, like I said, sets up well for both of those teams in the in the immediate future. But how, you know, what do you think the chances are that we, you know, that we could possibly see three teams even, you know, let alone zero, zero shot. Personally, nope. um. The only shot because listen to the Rams schedule, and this is where we got to remember this Rams team has really struggled to put up points on the board. And even though they've got a solid defense, I'm sorry. I said yes, they have. I was agreeing with. Yeah, and uh, you look at their defense has played okay. Their schedule goes as follows: they play the Ravens on Monday night this week, or um, on the 25th. And then they have the Cardinals, the Seahawks, the Cowboys, Niners, and Cardinals. So I've only given them two wins with both of those Cardinals games for sure. And those aren't even for sure wins to me. I think the Cardinals can definitely beat the Rams. And they're going to go through a gauntlet of games. I don't know. It's really going to be up to the Vikings and the Seahawks losing a bunch. Because if they lose a bunch, and we just went over the Vikings schedule, they're gonna get, they still have a lot of games that they can potentially win. We're kind of penciling them in for three more based on their schedule. So they're not going to get enough losses being the Rams unless they absolutely dominate teams like the Ravens, Seahawks, Cowboys, and Niners. And then you look at uh, you know the 49ers schedule. So personally, I don't think that the Rams are going to be able to win enough games. I think that their best case scenario is probably about 500, maybe a little bit more. And it would basically mean the Vikings would have to lose and the Seahawks would have to lose. But we look at the Seahawks schedule first. They've got the Eagles on the 24th, the Vikings after that, the Rams, the Panthers, Cardinals, 49ers. So you feel like they've got a couple games that they can win, like the Cardinals and the Panthers. But, uh, 
you know, if they beat the Rams, let's say on that 8th of December, which is a Sunday night game, that's going to be pretty much game over for the Rams playoff hopes. Unless again, the Vikings are losing. And then uh, you look at that last game of the year against the 49ers, that could be a huge game. Potentially that might get flexed up to Sunday night because that could be a, a division setter. But then again, you look at San Francisco's schedule this is where we find out how for real they are because they've got the Packers, the Ravens, the Saints, then the Falcons, then the Rams, then the Seahawks again. They are going to play about five teams that are really, really solid and fighting for playoff contention, and one team in the Falcons that can be a little bit deadly uh, potentially any given Sunday if their offense is rolling. So this 49ers team might potentially limp in to the playoffs and uh, Seattle might be able to overtake a spot. So I guess if the Rams uh, were able to stay above water enough and the 49ers just sink, maybe the Rams could swap spots. But in terms of three teams, I, I think there's just too, uh, too much attrition between each other. That's not going to allow it to happen. I hear you, I hear you Ryan. I think that, that would be pretty crazy just in, in any given year to have three teams make uh you know, from one division, make the playoffs. I think if the Rams made that happen, they would have to do some – they'd have to play some really good ball going over the last uh, several weeks of the season. But, you know, let's see. Maybe they maybe they gain a little something in the, in this win over the Bears this week. You know, uh, they – I think they they show more of a flexibility and more of a, of a, of a softness to win that you no, know, as opposed to a team like the Bears, who is so just sort of stuck in their ways, even when they're not showing themselves to be functioning. But uh, they were they they won ugly this week, and they got they got another big game coming with uh, the, the Ravens this week. So, um, no, definitely the team, definitely a team to watch. But uh, you gotta you gotta figure, you know, given how competitive the NFC is overall, and how you know, good those two teams are ahead of them. You know, they just proved it in, in matching up against each other uh, the week of the Monday before this past one, uh, you know, the 49ers and the and Seahawks with that great game they had. You know, those are two teams that seem to be ready to play in the playoffs. But, you know, you never know what's going to happen. There's is, is a lot that's a lot of, that stands to, to be uh, worked around and, and maneuvered about as we go uh, into December and throughout the last month of the season. So that's going to be uh, pretty pretty fun to observe when it comes to the NFL and this uh, this final stretch. But uh, that's it for now. You know, the, all 32, you know, that's uh, what we got for you this week. Uh, Ryan puts it down as, as always here and on the Dean Davis show. Uh, new Dean Davis, you can catch that this Wednesday. And um, – I guess uh, I'm kind of thinking about uh, doing something. You know, there's some other stuff I want to work on this week. I may uh, sit back with the bare necessities, actually, because we're sort of, like I said, we're stuck in another holding period. There's really nothing, unless some real big news comes up. I think I may hold off, actually, until uh, Sunday. Maybe we'll get together Sunday right after the game of, and talk a little bit, you know, reacting. I think that's kind of where we're at with the Bears right now, just reacting to their performances and seeing if if there's anything to 
take from those performances that, you know, really taking uh, reads from those performances and seeing what they're going to do in the offseason. Because, again, there's there's nothing really to fight for in uh, in this playoff, you know, in, in regards to this upcoming playoff season. But yeah, we'll, we'll make that decision in the next couple of days or so. But as for the All-32, you know, that's going to keep rolling as usual. Uh, you'll hear that, uh, you know, Tuesday or Wednesday at the latest each week. And uh, next week we'll have our third power rankings. And uh, that may that may uh, evolve a little bit more in regards to a more of a playoff focus as well. Uh, we'll think about that. But as of now, you know, this is expect those top 16 teams as we've given to you in the past two months uh, with the first two editions. And uh, yeah, we'll you know, given the matchups this week, so, uh, and, the, and the ones we've had in the, in the past two weeks, uh, there's good. There may be a chance that we may see some more shakeups up at the top. You know, as the the list as of now has New England at number one, uh, San Francisco at number two. That that uh, you know, that may be something different there uh, next week when when, uh, when Ryan lays out the new list. So. We'll see how that goes. But, uh, you know, Ryan, you got anything else for us as we, as we uh, get ready to step out? No, I think you kind of hit it. We might have some surprises with our power rankings next week because certainly you look at that 49ers team. But they lost to the Seahawks since we last uh, spoke about the 49ers being one of the top teams in the league. So a lot of different factors like that coming in. Uh, New England lost to Baltimore. So definitely should be a, a lot of good conversation. Definitely, definitely. A lot of good, a lot of good teams. At least any, I, I would say more in the NFC, but uh, still some competitive teams in the AFC as well. Definitely a lot of uh, good divisional and wild card races uh, that are going to be playing out. So uh, that's uh, all thirty-two for now. For Ryan Bukovetsky, this is Kyle Mean signing off. Y'all uh, be good out there. Keep building. Stay positive. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you all next time.